Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, I don't know why, but uh, I do know from experience of teaching along this line for over 50 years that this is the main reason why people's faith doesn't work. It's the main reason why people fail to receive healing. And actually, if you would do this, if you'll go through the four Gospels, and if you'll just underline with a red pencil, or better yet, get you a sheet of paper, and just write out every statement that Jesus made relative to faith, you'll find that this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week, we begin a new series by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, The Most Important Message You Will Ever Hear. Does faith really work? A better question might be, how does faith work? Is your faith working in every area of your life? If not, why? Using sound biblical references and surprising personal testimonies, Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan presents the answers to these faith questions in this amazingly simple yet uncompromisingly powerful series. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Well, open your Bibles again today to Mark 11. And as we said before, just to tell you the real truth about it, everything you need to know about faith is found right here. And of course, we can't cover it all just in a few days. But at least we can sort of hit some high spots, cover maybe the most important parts. In fact, to tell you the real truth about the matter, this lesson today is the most important lesson you'll ever hear on the subject of faith. Amen. I said amen. All right, let's start reading again with the 22nd verse. 22nd verse of the 11th chapter. Now notice, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Or as the margin said, Have the faith of God. And then he goes on to the 23rd verse to describe, define or describe the God kind of faith and how it works. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive. Everybody say forgive. forgive. If ye have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Now then, I want you to notice, you know, we all rejoice in Mark eleven twenty three and Mark eleven twenty four, and we're quick to quote those verses, but you ever stop thinking about it? Mark eleven twenty five goes right along with it. It's part of it. He said, uh, you see, he just got through saying in Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Now then, uh, what's the next word after that and and is a conjunction it joins what he's about to say to what he just got through saying doesn't it amen and when you stand praying see he's still talking about prayer now you see in that 24th verse he's talking about prayer what things have you desire when you pray 
what things ever you desire when you pray and when you stand praying. Or in other words, when you pray, forgive. If you have ought against any. Now, I don't know why, but uh, I do know from experience of teaching along this line for over 50 years that this is the main reason why people's faith doesn't work. It's the main reason why people fail to receive healing. And actually, if you would do this, if you'll go through the four Gospels, and if you'll just underline with a red pencil, or better yet, get you a sheet of paper, and just write out every statement that Jesus made relative to faith, you'll find that this is the only hindrance that he ever mentioned. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not other hindrances. But what that does mean is that this is the main hindrance. He warned us where the greatest danger was. Amen? And I know from experience, just hearing people talk and, and, and talking to them, dealing with people for healing on a one-to-one -one basis and so on, that so many people, you know, they all know it's wrong to have something big against somebody, but it don't hurt you know just to hold a little something against them. You know? But this text said, when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought. Did you ever look up the word ought in the dictionary? It means anything at all. It means anything at all. Little, big, or middle size. And you know, there's a text in the Old Testament that said, the little foxes spoil the vines. It's not the big things so many times in Christian lives that spoil the vines. You know what I mean by that. Keeps your faith from working, your prayers from being heard. It's the little things. It's the little ought. I've said for over 50 years, so I'm not going to quit saying it now because it's true, that if my prayers didn't work and my faith didn't work, this would be the first place I'd look. And you know what? Through these 54 years, I'm in my 54th year of ministry. I'm in my 54th year of divine health. Now don't misunderstand me at all. If folks need medicine, I, in fact, I buy it medicine for people every once in a while. Send them to the doctor. If I needed an aspirin, I'd take it. My head hurt. And I couldn't get healed any other way. But the last headache I had was August 1933. And in 54 years, I haven't even as much as had an aspirin. Well, if you do, I go along sometimes, five to seven years at a time, don't know I have a body from a standpoint of giving me any problems. But if I do, this is the first place I look. And I always straighten up right away and just get healed the same day. Where a lot of folks, you know, hold out <laughs> and not get healed. Now, sure, this would be the first place I'd look. And, and I just always, through these years, have refused to allow the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill will, the least bit of wrong feeling. I won't allow it for a moment to touch me. I'd be just as careful about that as I would a rattlesnake. Because it's just as deadly. Ill will towards somebody else, wrong feelings towards somebody else. It's just as deadly as a rattlesnake bite. Because if you know anything at all about the Bible and you have the Spirit of God, you know I'm telling you the truth. Amen? Amen. I had a fellow hold me a meeting one time, Vansley, and he, he didn't do me right. I can tell you, you know it, but I'm not even going to tell it. And the devil said to me, if I was you, I wouldn't take him up another offering. I'd just wait till Sunday night, you know, see, see that, that old get back attitude. And you still have that in your flesh. See, your spirit's born again and become a new creature in Christ. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. 
Now that's not talking about your body, it's talking about the inward man. Because you see, that's the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. And in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians, you remember in the 16th verse, uh, Paul said, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perished, the inward man is renewed day by day. So when he talks about, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's talking about the inward man. And in the inward man, old things have passed away, and all things have become new. But old things haven't passed away in the outward man. I mean, you still got the same body you had, and it won't do the same things it always did. And in your body, your body won't say, you know, you spit on me, I'll spit on you. You curse me, and I'll curse you. You hit me, and I'll hit you. That's the reason the Bible said, that's the reason Paul said, I keep my body under. You know, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I keep my body under, I bring it into subjection. Well, who's I? I is the man on the inside, the inward man. I keep my body under. I rule my body. Don't let my body rule me. Now, here's Paul, the apostle, great man of God, wrote half the New Testament. Well, his body must have brought to do things that were wrong. He wouldn't have to keep it under, would he? I said, would he? Sure. So just because your body wants to do things wrong, see, if you don't know the Bible, the devil tells you, you said, well, now, you claim to be a Christian and want to do all these things. Well, you couldn't be saved. No, that's the reason Paul said, I keep under my body. In other words, I keep my body under, I bring it into submission, subjection. I keep it under control, I bring it into subjection. I bring it into subjection. I keep it under, he calls his body it. I is the man on the inside. Don't let my body rule me, I rule my body. That's reading Paul writing to the Romans in Romans 12, 1 said, Wherefore I beseech ye brethren. That means sister too. Amen. <laughs> See that you present your bodies. You do something with your body. God's not going to do anything with it. You've got to present your bodies unto God, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him as your reasonable service. Amen? Amen. See, that body, now, now you see, we think about keeping the body under, people automatically think of sexual sin. That's part of it, but that's only a little part of it. Because you see, your body, you, it will want to have the attitude, you hit me, I'll hit you. Did you ever want to hit somebody? Sure you did. Probably yesterday. Maybe this morning. Amen. I'm talking about physically, naturally, you know. But you've got to keep the body up. Did you ever want to tell somebody off? I'll get them told, all right. Might have been your husband this morning. Or it might have been the husband telling his wife off. Or somebody else. Keep the body under. That body will want to do it. The flesh will want to do it, won't it? Huh? You know there is, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. I'm talking about from the flesh now. There is a beast that's in all of us. You don't let that beast out. You keep him under. Amen? So, here this fellow did me wrong. There's no doubt about that. Evangelist, holding a meeting in my church. And the devil said to me, and, and, and your natural mind and flesh probably sided in with him and helped him. If I was you, I just wouldn't take him up another offering. You know, get back at him. Revenge. The Bible said that God said, revenge is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Better let him do it. He'll do a better job than you did because you both get in a mess. Amen. And uh, finally, you just wouldn't take him up another offering. I'd just wait till Sunday night, you know, because you got to. You got to look good as you can in front of your people. They'd think something's wrong if you didn't take him up one. But I'll just wait till Sunday night and wouldn't try to get him anything. Just get up and say, well, this is Brother So-and-So's offering. Don't pass the plate. I said, just now ordinarily, we took up an offering when we had a visiting speaker that way in the van list. Tuesday night, Friday night, and Sunday night. Other nights, we'd take up expense offerings because... Uh, there's expenses putting on revival, advertisement and, and keeping the evangelist and feeding him and so on and so forth. And uh, so I said, now just for that, Mr. Devil, I'm going to take him up an offering every night. Amen. Give him twice as many as we ordinarily do. See, we're in the last week now, starting the last week of the meeting. And if you say anything else to me about it, I'll take him up two offerings every night. 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life, so visit us at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of two books and two CDs. The first is a book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Following God's Plan for Your Life. The next book is the Faith Food Daily Devotions for Winter by Kenneth E. Hagan as well. There's two CDs in this package, one by Kenneth W. Hagan entitled A Place Called There, and the other CD is by Lynette Hagan, You Can Have Success. All four of these items retail for $35.95, but we're offering them for the special price of $18.95. That's $16.95 in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. As we begin to roll along, so I would like to suggest that you become a word partner with us if you're not already a word partner. Now, what is a word partner? It's somebody that prays for us regularly, somebody that sends an offering at least once a month to help us support Raymond. Now, it's just whatever you can afford. You know, somebody says, well, I can't afford to give very much. Well, you know, when everybody does what they can, when it all comes together, right. then we're able to keep Raymond going all over the world. And so, and if you want to know more information about it, just go to rhema.org and slash WPC. Tomorrow, Kenneth Hagan continues his series, The Most Important Message You Will Ever Hear, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.